0: Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned.
1: And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out
0: there. Camp Crystal Lake has changed. It's got a death curse.
1: Some folks claim they've even seen him.
0: Right in this area.
1: Who is that? Oh, hi. What are you doing on this mess?
0: Girl who survived that night at Camp Blood that uh, Friday the thirteenth? She claimed she saw the boy. Is he dead too? We didn't
2: find any boy. And he's still there. Hey, campers, that's right if he's still there, so are we. I am Chris
1: also Chris. Not Chris. Ah, fuck you.
2: You only have one more week to go. Actually, you have two episodes to go, but one more audio week to go. What? Anyway, uh, to get that fixed. And this I'm is... pointed disappointed in
1: you. <sighs> Scott, you've had... This makes 11 weeks. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All we wanted you to do was change your name. How difficult mm-hmm. was that?
0: Uh, apparently, it's extremely difficult. I guess uh,
1: so. man. Uh, said to me.
0: Website. But Dang. Now... Uh, oh, fuck I yourself! Problems. Uh, I couldn't find a notary public. Uh, my car broke down. I got abducted by aliens. Uh, actually, that part wasn't too bad. The anal probe was quite nice. Oh but yeah,
1: you know I you, like, you do know I am a notary, right? Actually, I did not. Yeah.
0: Well, I couldn't find you.
2: Well, I am one. Well,
0: I drove. I drove all around town.
2: That means there should be no problem for next week.
1: Yeah, you should be. Chris,
2: Chris, and Chris next week. Yes.
0: Well, fingers crossed. We'll we'll see how it goes.
2: Alright. We'll cross fingers. And maybe toes.
0: I'm sorry, fingers crisped.
2: Uh, all right. This week, as as other Chris or, or I'm sorry, also Chris has mentioned. This is week eleven, which brings us to <sighs> One of the more interesting entries into the Friday the Thirteenth series, in my opinion, it brings us to Freddy versus Jason. Much like the presidential election uh, last uh, last cycle, winner kills all. Ding ding, motherfucker! You got that ding, right. Ding. Uh, we could spend forever and a day talking about the production of this movie. If you've never seen, if you've never read the book Slash of the Titans, do yourself a favor and go and read that book. Uh, it talks about the 10 proposed, uh, considered scripts for Freddy versus Jason, because that was always my question. When, you know, they, they kept saying, oh, well, it's in developmental hell and they just can't get the right script and they just, they, they just can't get it right. And my question is always, how hard could it be? to write a script that puts Freddie versus Jason. Like realistically, how hard could it be? And then I read some of the scripts. Uh, I have, I have actually read, I think six of those 10. There's four of them that I just cannot find online anywhere. I've, I actually, I had to trade, um, for one of the scripts to bring me up to six, but um, nobody can like, no, I've yet to meet somebody that's got a copy of any of the four, the last four that I need. So those will probably elude me forever, but then I read through the scripts that I have and it makes me question Hollywood writers just in general, because a lot of them are awful. Co-run, I know you have that book as well.
1: I do. Uh, I've flipped through it. I've kind of read a couple of them. And, I mean, it's very interesting to see the what-could-have-beens. And I've I've actually got something in here where I'm going to talk about, like, on this episode, I'm going to talk about, like, there is laid, like, sequel bait throughout this entire movie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And the interesting part about it is... Right now, despite the tangled mess that is the Friday the 13th rights, Mm -hmm. technically, legally, there could be a sequel to Freddy vs. Jason made today, and it would be completely legal. There would be no rights hang up. There would be no issues with anything. It would be completely in the clear. That's why in the Friday the 13th game there's no uh, Freddy vs. Jason skin um, because those rights are tied up with somebody else. So those rights are technically separate, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, which is kind of weird.
2: So yeah, there could be a Freddy vs. Jason 2 greenlit tomorrow and start production and it would not be impacted by the rights lawsuit whatsoever, but they're just not doing it because they're afraid of any potential issue. They're just like, forget it. We're not doing it. So I think that's kind of interesting that it has its own standalone rights stuff going on. Kind of crazy. Does
0: that have to do with uh, Warner Brothers buying out New Line? Or?
2: I have no idea what it is. Um, it was about a year ago uh, that, um, the writers, uh, Shannon and Swift, they have their own uh, Twitter account. Uh, they're big boys. They have their own Twitter account. Um, Yay! Like they're on Twitter, and somebody asked them about you know when the rights stuff is all done, would they you know is a sequel to that something that they would do? And they w- they literally replied. And they were like, "We could do it. Like, there's no legal rights hang up with Freddy versus Jason. Like, that's." For whatever reason, somehow, however the deal was done, it was separate. So I have no idea. Um, they didn't really elaborate. That was just, that was kind of like, that's it. That's the tweet. Like that's done.
1: Well, get it done before Robert England's dead.
2: Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, this, this movie does mark the last film appearance uh, as Freddy Krueger um, for Robert England. <laughs> So uh
0: technically he has said that he's done with the character completely, but uh money talks.
2: He came back for that episode of the Goldbergs, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> he he lied to me about behind the mask too, so I don't uh whatever. Are you sure he actually lied to you? Well he he probably told the truth, but he led me to believe that it was it was gonna happen and So lie is too strong of a word. I retract the word lie, but he kind of misled me. Um, but, uh, Scott, I don't know if you've ever read Slash of the Titans or have heard of it. Um,
0: I have not. I was looking it up while you, you two were discussing. It's like
2: 15 bucks on Amazon. It's a great, it's a great read. There's actually a script, um, that was done before Jason X that has a scene in a, uh, it like the end part takes place in a mall and there's a big cardboard cutout of uh, Jason in space, and so there's there's people that think that uh, that Jason X was not ripped off, but like that was where the original Jason X idea came from. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of little things like uh, that are sprinkled in some of those scripts that actually become some something later on, which is kind of cool. Um, I think maybe next year, one of our Halloween specials should be, we go over all of the Freddie versus Jason potential scripts in that book. Yes, please. Uh, Cause I've been trying to do that for years. Yes, and yeah. if we were to do it for this episode, it would take like two hours, three hours. So let's not do that now. Um, but um, I think next Halloween is going to be really, really fun for this show uh, based on what I already talked to you about, co-rong with that that other thing. Oh yeah. Um and then this. So yeah, we might uh, just go over all of those um uh go through like like, you know, take each one of them, give them, you know, like 10-15 minutes and just kind of go over what we think about each potential script. Um I'll send you guys the the copies of the ones I have. So if you want to actually read the script, you can read it. We'll start it like in January or some shit. Um, so we have time. Um, but we'll, we'll start doing Yeah, this will be good. This will be good. Um, but anyway, so we're not going to go super deep dive into that in this episode, but uh, that will be a thing soon. It will be a great companion piece for this one. Um, as we always do, uh, $30 million budget for this one. Highest budget out of, you know, any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets or Friday the 13th to that point. Uh, $116.6 million box office, which by far the biggest box office of any of the movies in any of the franchises. So, uh, after, some, after several disappointing entries in the Friday the 13th series, uh, it takes Freddy versus Jason to propel a Friday the 13th movie into the $100 million box office range. So, um, good on them; they made it. Um, but uh, what a what a profit margin on that one—30 million to 116.6. Jesus! So hell of a return on that.
0: Was successful. Uh,
2: very. Now uh, I will say, after watching this one again, it's been a minute since I've seen this one. Um, I don't watch this one regularly. I kind of remember why once I watched it, but Man. Uh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, this one to me, uh, if we're talking production. We're talking production value. Uh, very much feels more like a nightmare on Elm street movie than a Friday, the 13th movie. Yeah. Very much. I, I kind of disagree. Oh uh, yes. This is going to be good then.
1: Um, and part of the reason I disagree is it's, I mean, l- body count alone swings so far to Jason.
0: Yeah, uh, that's something I didn't notice until I watched this When I was actually keeping track. Freddy kills one person.
2: Two.
0: <laughs> Two? Who's the other one? Two. Um, shit.
1: He kills, he sets the one dude's back on fire.
0: Kills Mark, yeah.
1: And uh well shit I guess he doesn't really technically kill the not Jason Muse character does he A hey, Mark
0: J no no he doesn't kill him he possesses him but Jason kills him
2: Valid point okay
0: Yeah Freddy's got one body count in his
2: movie. Well I mean when I say it feels more like a nightmare on Elm Street movie I mean visually and you know, uh, like, yeah, like tone, feel, uh, lighting, the way it's shot, like the way that the, the, the pacing. <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up about it. Um, it feels more like it fits with Nightmare on Elm Street than it does as a Friday the 13th movie to me.
0: Yeah. And and I agree as well. I mean, every time I watch this movie, I always watch it as part of my, my, my Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. watches. Um, and, uh, I, I firmly lump it in the, uh, uh, Nightmare on the Street three four five, technically 6, uh, uh, sequence of movies. Yeah. Uh, Freddy is the, the main, you, you know, you could almost say he's the primary protagonist because he sets everything in motion. Yeah. But, uh, 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 but yeah, it's, it starts with Freddy. Uh, Freddy is behind the scenes the entire time. Uh, and and then, I mean, we don't even go to Crystal Lake until like act three. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we start out and, and everything's in Springwood. And even when Jason comes back, there's this, the shot of him in the woods when he, when he reanimates. And then literally the next scene is he's in Springwood. So you got, you know, Weston Hills, Hypnosil, like lots of throwbacks. In the yeah. Street series, but very little throwback to just about anything. Uh, Friday
1: the Thirteenth. Aside from the original Pamela Voorhees, you mean? The
0: original Pamela Voorhees.
1: That's Maybe. the original actress.
2: No, she it's recast. That's not I Betsy was, Palmer. No, I
1: thought it was Betsy Palmer.
2: No, they actively did not like Betsy Palmer wanted to like offered to be in it and they were like no. She came back for one of the movies, though, didn't she? Uh, she she did voice stuff for the second one, um, but she didn't like shoot anything new uh, for anything. I
1: have no earthly idea where I read that that was actually her.
2: No, no recast. Bummed me out too. Well, see, I, damn.
0: See, yeah. I thought I thought they actually did offer her the role and she turned it down.
2: Oh uh, well, before uh. uh when Kane Hodder was very outspoken about not being picked as Jason, and we'll get to that, too, in a minute, uh, in a little bit. Um, Betsy Palmer chimed in at some point, I believe, and had said that, you know, that she had wanted to be in it, but they cast somebody else. Which was a bummer. I will check her IMDb just to be sure and to say that I'm not a liar, because if I, I am a liar.
1: No, I just did. You're, you're right.
2: Oh, say it again. Ugh, no.
1: <laughs> you get one. Damn it. Damn it.
0: Well then, then there's a contradiction with the uh the, the Freddie vs. Jason IMDB says the other way. So that's quite interesting. Wait, what? Yeah, you know, where's it
2: at here? Oh, does does it say that she turned it down? Uh I gotta find it again.
0: That was about two thirds of the
2: way down. Oh that cat's a really unhappy.
0: Okay, are you picking that up? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Just a
2: second. That's real mad. Oh yeah, right there. Betsy Palmer, who played Jason's mother in the original Friday the 13th, was asked for a prize for role as Mrs. Voorhees, but turned it down because she felt the role was too small for her. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know.
1: I can't imagine she would have. It was too small of a role? She shows up, what, two, three times?
2: Yeah. I don't know about that, and by that point she was like knee deep in the fandom, like yeah, like really appreciated all that. I don't know. I I, I believe that's subject to debate. I don't know. I can't, in good conscience, believe that. <laughs> um, um,
0: sorry, back. Uh, I took care of the cat. problem.
2: All right. Um, don't kill no, the I, cat. I, Jeez. Freddy
0: versus Jason. IMDB trivia page.
2: Yeah, I read it. But oh, you read it? Yeah, I just read it. I don't I don't necessarily know that I believe it to be true because it says that she turned it down because she thought the role was too small. I I don't know. Um and I, I don't know. Like at that point she was like like uh, you know, the fandom like she was like real appreciative of all the like she was doing conventions. She was like you know, elbow deep in with the fans and all that stuff. I don't know why she wouldn't want to be a part of it. I don't know. I can't speak for her because I never asked her about it, obviously. Uh, but I well, don't you, know. You had your chance that one
1: time, but you shot her down because she was a geriatric.
2: Well, and also I thought I told you to sleep with her. <laughs> she told me that my part was too small for her. Oh, uh, we see, know. That see what I did you. there? See what I did there?
0: It's never stopped me.
2: Uh, well, there you go. There you okay. go. <laughs> I Turned her into people.
0: Your part being too small. I oh. have to go for it. And...
2: Well, and that's why I appreciate you. Hey, listen. All I'm saying is, I got that snap yesterday, and well, never mind. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that one. Um. Anyway. Um. Also, I felt it was a uh, a very Friday the 3rd, thir- or uh, more of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie with. Um, Stuff like the the like the pinball sound effects, um, yeah, just stuff that's yeah. like over the top and kind of like that. Uh, they've never done anything like that in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, but it's that stuff is rampant in the Nightmare series.
1: And I mean, and I'll give you the 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 hokiness feeling much more uh, Elm Street, but. From a body count point, and I mean, you know, like most of the movie, Jason's your main killer, and they're talking about Freddy, but, you know, Jason's the one doing the heavy lifting, so.
2: That's because he's physically the stronger of the two, let's be honest.
1: That's true. I do agree with the recast, though, of Jason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's because uh, Kane Hodder's a dick. Never mind, we buried that hatchet.
1: Well, true, but uh, also um, there's a less than a two inch height difference between Kane Hodder and Robert England, and I know you could do like boots and stuff, but yeah. isn't that like Ken? Kersinger. Yeah, yeah, he is six yeah. five.
2: Right? Yeah, he's...
1: and they put him in like two inch platforms, so the guy's my height.
2: Yeah, if you look at uh, if you look at pictures of of his boots, like. And then you meet, like, because I, you know, I met him at that, um, scare, like, one year for Scary Con, he showed up, he had to sign my mask, and, uh, like, he's a big dude, and then knowing that, like, you look at, you look at behind-the-scenes pictures, and he's got seriously, like, two, two two-and-a-half-inch lifts on the bottom of his boots, and you're like, why the hell does he need that on top of being a massive guy? Yeah. Because
1: Robert England's five ten, which kind of surprises me. I always thought he was a little taller.
2: Yeah, he's lanky. He is pretty lanky.
0: Personally, I I, I don't like the recast of this uh, I, I in this movie. I I would have preferred Kane Hotter in this role. Um, I mean, I, I get that they were going for the whole David and Goliath thing. Um, but you know, if 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 you had put Kane Hodder and maybe a couple of inch lifts just to give him a little bit more height and then creatively shot.
2: Well, know, listen.
0: The way you do everything. But the, the way Kane Hodder moves, I, I like him better.
2: Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. Okay. Because before we get to talk about Jason, we got to get to at least two more subjects. Okay. The first of Let's which... let go! First of which... The one Comeran can't wait to get through.
0: Oh, oh,
1: My time to shine. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.
2: This friggin' Linkin Park infested... Uh,
1: Linkin sa- Park isn't
2: on the soundtrack. It sounds like it could be Linkin Park shit on this. Uh, go ahead and tell us all about the music that you love in this movie.
1: I mean, it's a mix of like hardcore and nu metal. Most of the soundtrack is uh... The, the songs that really stick out, there's the da, 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 Typo Negative has a song in there. One of the ones in the opening credits is probably one of my favorite new metal songs. It's the beginning of the end by Spineshank, and then uh the first track on the soundtrack is How Can I Live and it's by Il Niño. Yeah, um, Il
2: Niño. That music video is Nino, on man. every version of this movie. You buy this movie anywhere and it's going to come with the Il Niño music video. Music video. <sighs> for uh, better or for worse. I
1: mean, but like that was the theme of like the horror movies at the time, like Freddy vs Jason, End of Days, uh The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Queen of the Damned, like, I mean, there were so many horror movies in that, like, late 90s to early 2000s range that just loaded down their albums with new metal. Because it was, like, popular and they were trying to, you know, like, horror horror and metal always go together. Well, like, yeah. you know, you're not going to find a bunch of people at, like, a Backstreet Boys concert rocking, like, Texas Chainsaw t-shirts or, you know, you're, you're not going to find me. anyone you are not going to find anyone at an Elton John show wearing a Serbian film t-shirt.
2: So (laughs) if only, (laughs) yeah, I'm just saying you can love, you can love horror and rocket man.
1: I mean, I'm not saying you
2: can't and be proud of it.
0: I I, I went to a Garth Brooks concert in the Ghostbusters, my Ghostbusters uniform. So, you
1: know, like the whole thing, like the jumpsuit or the work shirt? The jumpsuit. Oh, it was on Halloween a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, then. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerd. I mean, but other than that, it does kind of, the overall, like, score in some of the scenes just seemed very kind of bland, I'm guessing. Was it old dude?
2: Harry Manfredini? Yeah. Uh, He is completely uncredited, but they used the opening uh, Friday the 13th music. They used, like, his opening and closing themes and elements of them. Uh, but he is—he did—he did not create anything new for this movie. Was not paid anything um, additional for this movie, so he was not part of it. Okay.
0: Now, you will be proud of me when I was watching this because we get to that final fight, and I was like, "Hey, there's music playing," <laughs> and I—I <laughs> I have no idea what it is or what it was, but there was music playing. <laughs>
1: Uh, overall though, like much like a lot of the like the movies I mentioned earlier, they put together an entire album when, uh, like I said, I can think of, uh, like I said, I can only name three songs. Like I know for a fact that sun doesn't rise by mushroom head, uh, welcome to the strange by the murder dolls and bombshell by power man 5,000 are used nowhere in the movie. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and I mean, there are. 20 tracks, 20 on the soundtrack. There, there's no way they were getting all those in the movie.
2: No, absolutely like, what do you, not.
1: Like, it's 77, the soundtrack, I'm on the Wikipedia right now, it's 77 minutes and 50 minutes, so 78 minutes long. You would literally have to have this playing almost the entire length of the film. <laughs> now, I will say I didn't sit through the credits the entire way, so I can't tell you what comes on after the El Nino song.
2: Uh, I did listen to most of it, but I couldn't tell you what it was. It all sounds the same to me.
1: Well, listen to better music, man.
2: Ugh, all that, all that stuff just sounds the same.
1: Buddy, all you do is <laughs> listen to white guys with acoustic guitars. You don't have a ton of room to talk. That's
2: true. I, I didn't say that what I listened to was good. <laughs> uh, Fair. but, uh, yeah, this one, um, was just like, you're, I mean, it did fit the time, like all of the, like that was just the thing um, for horror at that time. Um, we, as an industry, they grew out of it kind of uh, some of them, uh, but it really did feel like it was missing something with the, uh, without the Harry Manfredini score uh, for some of these um, tension building moments. Um, so that was, uh, that was a bit of a bummer because it did, it did feel like it was missing. Yeah. Um, I just had a sad face, uh, under music. I just put a little frowny face with a tear. Wow. Yeah. I did. Sorry, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I thought we were friends, man. If you
2: hate me now, just wait for about another half an hour.
1: Um,
2: We'll get there. Uh, yeah, so music just kind of, uh, and when I when I when I say music, really, like I'm paying attention to the score, like the musical cues uh, for like tension building stuff like that, and this one just did not do much of anything for me on that front. Um, it was very like slick, glossy, and in your face with everything, um, and the music fit that. Um, so I didn't really have any, I didn't take really any issue with any of the music that was used. It's just, um, it was just so different from all the other approaches to the Friday, the 13th stuff. So that was, that was why I put the frowny face. It wasn't the actual music, but it is the actual music. I mean, let's still be friends. I mean, it's, it's like, I would not listen to, (laughs) I I would like that, that soundtrack CD is not going in my car. I'm not putting it on my phone to to play through my, my speakers, but, uh, um, I mean, it fit the movie. Like it did a good job and it, it fit the movie. So I, I'm not, uh, can't knock it too much. So there's at least that I can say something positive about it. It fit the movie. It did. It did its job. Like it, it did what it was supposed to do. And, um, like the the music that was playing during uh, one of my favorite scenes one of uh, at the uh, the Jason on Fire in the Cornfield scene was great, yeah, because it conveyed the right emotions so like they, they picked music that fit um, it was just I, I'm not used to so much you know licensed music so much you know not just straight up the score like it was always like remember way back in like part four when we were like, Oh my gosh, there was, you know, a song by a band called lion that no one's ever heard of ever. Uh, they did this one song and it was a huge deal to have a licensed song in a Friday, the 13th movie. And now we're like the soundtrack's 20 songs. Yeah. So I like that, that's, that, that's what I mean when I'm like, it's pretty different. So not knocking it by any means. It's just, you have to understand that, you know, and we're like, oh, for part six, Alice Cooper did four songs. Isn't that crazy? Like he did four of them, and he's a pretty well-known guy. And now you're like, yeah, like this this song, the, the, this uh, soundtrack CD is twenty songs from all all from like fairly well-known bands that probably still exist. Eh, I wouldn't give that fuck. All right, some of them. Um, so it's yeah. just. Just that difference is kind of what. What like while I'm while I was watching it, I was just kind of like, "There's a lot of like actual music in this one," so it just it just caught me off guard. Is all. I understand. Just kind of surprised Um, uh, which I guess, uh, Scott, unless you uh, have any musical notes.
0: Once again, my only musical note was, "Hey, music played during the fight." That's the only music I heard.
2: All right. Well, um, <sighs> Scott, during, during the perpetual fight,
0: disappointment,
2: during the fight, music played. All right, I got your note.
1: Hey, I was, why did it? Why deep. did it feel like you were writing that with your whole hand?
2: I kinda was. That's how I write, Dick. <laughs> <gasps> God, I <know.
1: laughs> That's not how
2: you. write. That's not how I write, but I was trying to overdo it for this so the microphone would pick it up because I wasn't hearing it. So I was trying to trying to be stupid with it. But I feel you.
1: I feel
2: you. <laughs> uh, another entry in the new line, uh, whatever we've got here. The yeah, the new line era is uh, with makeup, special effects. Uh, there are it, it's we're still wearing a ton of CGI uh, the makeup was credited to a company called WCT productions which I guess did stuff like um, uh, Freddy's makeup the like that's the that kind of special makeup effect uh, but in this one much like Jason X a lot of computer generated blood and effects.
1: Yeah, the one that really got me and stood out was uh, the bald security guard at the mental hospital, yeah. like when they knock the door down and he's killed, and it's blatantly CG blood. Yeah. When they pan and his body's like under that, and it's like H- how 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 was that supposed to be cheaper than just dumping a couple buckets of fake blood? Because it doesn't look better.
2: No, it certainly does not. I don't, think, I don't not.
1: think blood is that shiny. <laughs>
2: And you would think that CG had advanced since Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, when everything was super shiny. Um, but you would be wrong. You would be wrong. Um, but yeah, it it this one, like, we talked about it last time with Jason X, where it was like, it was not, like, really out of place, and it didn't really stand out. And, you know, it kind of blended in real well because... You know, a lot of the 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 set stuff had added CGI on top of it. This one, despite some of it happening in the quote, you know, the dream world with with Freddie, where it was a lot of computer generated stuff, it's it stuck out to me more. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the yeah. whole scene where he grows his arm
2: back is just. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, it almost looks like. Nineteen nineties green screen uh, stuff. There, it's because he's so just like stand out from that background. You can tell they are just completely different elements, like badly so.
2: Yeah, it it did like it. It just it stuck out on a lot of like key points where you know I'm I'm watching and I'm like. Oh, uh, like, and it's, it's like, it's, it's, an, it's an intense moment. And you're like, Oh wait, that looks bad. And you know, it, it would, it would momentarily take me out of what's going on because, uh, you know, it just, it looked crappy and I'm like with a $30 million budget, you guys should be able to make it not look like crap.
1: Now, while I completely agree with you, I do think it's also, sadly, a product of the times. Yeah. Because everything was doing it at that point. So, I'm not saying that helps it. I'm not saying I'm supporting it or anything like that. But I think it's kind of hard to just be like, well, this movie is specifically shit when everything was doing it. Like, uh, The Ring. Oh, For example, when they... It was scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. Uh, the beginning of the movie when she finds the dead girl hiding in the closet. Creepy as shit. You go back and watch it, the entire thing, like, her entire body is CG for some stupid reason.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, the early 2000s were, like, the post-Scream era was pretty guilty of garbage computer effects. Uh, and so if you didn't have smart writing to fall back on, you were kind of in trouble. And that's why we ended up in the, uh, the shape that we were in until about the late two thousands with a nice horror resurgence with some 3d. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: which was very hit or miss, but, um, but yeah, I just, um, the, the actual like physical makeup stuff I thought was fine. Um, I didn't really have a lot of issues with it. Uh, just some of that CG was just meh.
1: I really enjoy the. Or really enjoy. I really thought the like satanic looking Freddy that they use a couple times at like the beginning with the sharpened teeth and everything.
0: Oh
2: I really yeah. Really like that. Yeah, and
0: then um, uh, when uh, what's her name is in the dream with him uh, after Jason wakes up and he kind of mm-hmm. goes demonic Freddy. for whatever reason I still don't, I I guess I guess his makeup is supposed to be reflective of his mood at the time I don't know, mood Freddy, is that what he is? I didn't understand I mean, the makeup looked good and I I didn't understand why he was changing it didn't make sense
2: Yeah, Freddy's a mood ring now do you not know that?
0: Apparently, in the
2: movie (laughs) he's a mood ring at, at times. Um, that's just that's just how it goes. Um, but uh, I'm trying to figure out what was like the, the one thing in the background that Scott spent an hour trying to figure out in this movie. Because there's always something.
0: But not in this movie. There wow. was nothing in this movie where I had to pause and, and try to figure it out because there's there's it's pretty straightforward. There's there's nothing going on like that in in this movie. There's no military people for me to pick over. There's no uh, weapons anywhere in this movie for me to pick over. There's there's just nothing.
2: I even uh, I even looked at when they were in the uh, police department. I even like kept looking in the background for like someone's office with medals or something because I'm like yeah. Scott's gonna find out something. And I, I want to know what it is before he gets there. And um, I couldn't find anything.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to the sheriff. In the sheriff's office. I was, yeah. I was trying to find some connection with the sheriff. <laughs> something that they would have put in his office that would giving give a clue as to his context. But nope, he's just a cigar-smoking <laughs> cookie-cutter stamp sheriff you know, for Nightmare Elm Street.
2: And then that, uh, that one deputy that is in like a bunch of movies, but I can't remember what his name is. Like that younger guy, the guy that's driving the car and like, uh, like sees all the girls first and like the younger guy that I'm like, I know him from like a bunch of stuff, but like, I have no idea.
1: The guy who like finds them all in
2: the basement. Um, like the guy that like,
1: starts talking to him,
2: the guy uh, that's the, like the
1: cop who like joins them to help.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he's baby Dick in scary movies.
2: That's where I know him from. Yeah. Cause I remember I, I look at him. I'm like, man, I know him from somewhere. Like I've seen him in like a bunch of stuff, but I couldn't remember while I was watching and um, which is a great segue yeah. to our... Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Oh, okay, go ahead. What's up? Did what you
1: catch get? the, uh, the New Line producer? Um, his cameo? Bob Shea?
0: Robert Shea. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Well, uh, his so friends call the, him Bob.
0: Principal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you bought as many copies of Nightmare on Elm Street as I have, you can, <laughs> you call,
2: can, call, him, you can call him Bob. That's, that's...
0: I right. bought one copy
1: and it was that box set.
2: Yeah. If I you, think
1: I bought, like box
2: sets over the years Jesus let's see I've bought uh, I bought the standalone first DVD uh, I bought the DVD box set I bought the standalone Blu-ray the Blu-ray box set so yeah four I've bought A Nightmare on the Street four times
0: yes yeah, I, I, I think you could call him Bob
2: I okay all right him.
0: You're
1: Bob
2: Shay with it, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Now, what if I buy a bunch of other New Line movies, but not Friday, or, uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't
0: know. Nightmare is kind of its, you know, kind of its wheelhouse kind of thing. It is the house that Freddy built. Yeah, so. true. So, I think you have to buy, like, everything else that New Line has released.
1: I've oh, bought Ninja Turtles, like, three
2: times. Ooh, that that's, that's good. All
0: right. Did they do the original, or did they do the, the remake? No, they like, did. This.
2: They
1: did all three of the originals. Okay.
2: So we can be we can be positive about two of those. Yeah.
0: I um, don't oh know. You might have to take it up with
2: him.
1: <laughs> and I think New Line even did the the '06 CG one.
2: Oh yeah, they might have.
1: But this isn't a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show,
2: so. Yet. But now I know what we're doing next year. Um, so we'll use Baby Dick as a way to uh, <laughs> transfer right over to uh, another one of our favorite categories. And this one is probably going to take a minute uh, because it is. You
1: see, Jason was my son. And today is his
2: birthday. Characters and Jason. Uh, so we'll start with all of the non-Jason characters that we have. Um, what were some of your standout positive characters?
1: Uh, I did really enjoy Catherine as well, playing the like dumb drunk at the beginning of the movie.
2: Yeah, you uh you repeatedly text me and tell me how much you enjoyed her performance.
1: That's smoker girl, right? Yeah, that's smoker girl.
0: <laughs> she was quite nice. Too bad she didn't have no. no, yeah. That's true. Had a um
1: but like her, I mean I think uh I don't, What's his name? Niedermeyer or something.
2: <laughs> Linderman. 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 Yeah. He grew on me. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, he's good.
1: I'm like, I'm not the uh, main two guys. Like the guys that break out, uh, Will and Mark, neither of them really did much for me. Will is such a cookie cutter. I don't need to be where I am. Blah, blah, blah. I was forced in the, like, He just kind of killed it for me. Um, The deputy was okay, but, like, yeah, Linderman was kind of a standout because I thought a lot of these characters were kind of bland.
2: Yeah, there were a lot of very one-dimensional, very bland, very meh characters in this movie.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's a standard Nightmare on Elm Street cast. It's kind of shoehorned into about a half or two thirds of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So you don't you don't get as much development time with the characters as you did in the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like they're the,
2: all uh, the, in high school. Yeah, well, supposedly.
0: Supposedly, even though they they all look like they shouldn't be anywhere near high school. Except for Linderman he he looked he looked somewhat high schoolish. Um. But uh, yeah, because they've got to get through that whole. Hey, somebody's killing us. We don't know who it is. Let's research. They've got to get through all of that, all the stuff that it takes a standard Nightmare on Elm Street cast two acts to get through. They've got to get through in one act.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it's it's squished down because act two of this movie is basically just just um as many cliched tropes as we can throw in too quickly. It's just plot tropes to get them from point A to point B to point C so that we can get to Crystal Lake by act three. Because we got to bring Freddy and Jason together. It's fighting together. So, they, they don't have time to do any kind of character development, really, except for Linderman because he, c- c- he goes from geeky nerd guy to he grows some balls. You know,
2: at the rave with the black chicken I can't remember her name. Kelly oh Kelly Rowland. I, I could not wait for her to die this entire I'm sorry,
1: movie. what did you say her name was?
2: Uh the not Beyonce is what I'm gonna start calling her. Roland? Roland, Roland. Rowland, whatever. I don't I don't give a fuck what her name is. I was yeah. so glad when Jason backhanded that bitch into a tree. Oh it was great. Hardly. It was amazing. Um yeah, he when, like that that sequence where she dies is fantastic uh because Freddy just like points and you know what's coming and she knows what's coming and it's just like he just stops f- following her and he just starts laughing and
1: Hold on, are we are we not going to touch on the line Freddy says? <laughs>
2: How sweet yeah. dark meat. Uh, uh, uh.
0: I'm the only one that liked that line. I like that line.
2: I mean, I thought I I thought it was funny.
0: It's wrong, but it's funny. Um,
2: She she called him a bad word, so she got put you know punched into a tree. So
0: so does go ahead, Scott. I mean, so you've got you've got these these characters, but then they take the you're given these other characters that just take up screen time for no apparent reason, just other than to, to increase Jason's body count. I mean, you got Vincent from Eureka, him and, uh, random party stoner number two out in the field, you know, uh, making fun of Jason before he kills them. There's, there's, there's no reason to even have them as characters and getting killed. um, you got the, uh, the, the chem light dude that apparently is going to take advantage of smoker girl being passed out. You know, just, he's there just for. Oh, uh, you mean not
1: the stinger from Power Man 5000?
0: Ah. I, I don't know what that is, but okay. Of course you
2: don't. It's what it's like when worlds collide, Scott.
0: <laughs> you know, so you got the asshole boyfriend and then Blake. Who, okay, he has a fight with his dad, and of course Blake's dad has to have screen time. So you get all these characters that do nothing, but they, they take up screen time. And even though they only take up two or three minutes, by the time you add in six or eight characters, you know, you, you're taking up almost 20 minutes of, of, of uh, Act One that could have been given to character development on your main cast. Then we have to have, you know, Jason just walking around slashing, like, five or six rave attendees for some odd reason.
2: All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The – how everyone decides to man up and try and take down Jason at some point. (laughs) They just start killing nameless people. Yep. Yep. It's the scene to up the body count, and that's the only purpose it serves. I did – I mean, I did really enjoy the – um, You know, I, I, I did enjoy the kind of kind of Jason saves the day scene about how, like, even in this horrendous horror movie where they're killing children and talking about how Robert uh, Freddy Krueger has killed like dozens of kids, blah, blah, blah. Jason still takes time to kill the dude who's trying to sexually assault someone before it can happen.
2: Good guy, Jason. Yeah he's here for, you if you need him. <laughs>
0: yeah. If, if only his victim hadn't been in close proximity at the same time. Yeah.
1: I, mean, I, I never said he was like saving her, saving no. her.
2: He just, Oh yeah. By the way, we also, uh, we skipped over, uh, our favorite kill, which we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap that up into our reviews at the end. We'll make people wait for it. Um, yeah. Uh, there are not a lot of characters to like. Uh, where do we rank uh, uh, Final Girl in the rankings of favorite or least favorite Final Girls? Like, where does she rank out of 11?
1: Run of the mill, like five or six. Yeah.
2: I, I, don't
0: know. I, I put her a little little higher than that. Um, I put her as, 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 right now, probably my third or fourth favorite. Oh, Wow. And the reason I do is because, I mean, she she voluntarily goes into the dream world to pull Freddy out. So she does, she may not face off against Jason directly, but Jason's not her killer. Freddy's her killer. Freddy's the one that killed her mom, which was a shoehorned in kind of sideline storyline. But still. But she volunteers to go in after Freddy. Uh... To pull him out, it takes some guts, especially once you know what you're dealing
2: with. Well, I, I I put her above Chris in part three for sure, because she's probably the worst. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, I the
1: I, whiny bitch in part eight's yeah, possibly my least favorite.
2: Yeah, she's pretty bad too. Uh, but she brought a dog, so I'm okay with it. She gets and points. That's
1: another thing. No one has a conversation with an animal. In no.
2: That. So if you're uh, playing along in the the, the trivia quiz, um, this is not one you can add. There are not many animals in this one at all.
0: Unless you count uh, does Does Kmart J have a, a conversation with the Freddy Slug? <laughs> does
1: he Try again.
2: Nope. Does he not talk
1: to Freddy Slug. I, I no, can't. he does, but it doesn't count. Cause no.
2: It's Freddy. Yeah, it's not. He's not an animal. It's a, It's a. It's animal
0: like no it's ever this movie. no it's not
2: a real animal um, all right so we, we touched on it a little bit earlier um first and only appearance of ken kerzinger as jason um after four kane Hodder entries we now have a brand new actor playing jason plays him a little differently, carries himself a little differently. I know you guys had talked about how you were a fan of his portrayal as Jason. We, we, we want to go on record just to say it's an improvement. Yeah. I, I don't. Oh, no. yeah. I don't
1: like
0: him as Jason. I do not like this Jason.
2: Really? All right. Please yeah. to explain.
0: So, so I mean, First of all, I like Kane Hodder. I like the way he moved. He played him. It was okay. You like the the blocky, like, stomp walk? You mean the one that this guy was doing? They turned Jason in this movie into Frankenstein's monster. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I was talking about, like,
1: Kane Hodder, who wants to walk somewhere between Stone Cold Steve Austin and, like, every linebacker in the NFL when they're just walking off the field lazily.
0: I mean, he's got that gait to him, but when he's fighting, he actually moves. I mean, if you when you look at this guy, he, he, he's he's ramrod stock straight when he when he walks. He's literally Frankenstein's monster. They even put him in the same damn outfit as Frankenstein's monster. Valid. The, like, the green overcoat thing going on there, and you I would tell call that light brown. Him. Okay, well, whatever. Um, but. He looked like Frankenstein's monster. He moved like Frankenstein's monster, even when he kills, it's just a straight swing. That's all it is. There's there's no movement in his upper body at all. All they needed was him going uh, and hitting whoever he's hitting with the the machete. You can see it a lot in um uh, uh the the rave scene when he's just killing random teenagers. It's just swing. Swing, swing, take a step, swing. There's no body movement.
1: Uh, I I don't necessarily think that's on the actor, though. If they're literally just throwing enemies, wow. (laughs) If they're literally just throwing bodies at them. Teenagers
2: are the enemy, Koran. Don't don't deny it.
1: I mean, I'm six and a half feet tall, too. If I'm standing there and a bunch of people are charging me and I have a machete, I'm not going to, like move if all they're going to try to do is punch me. I'm just going to stand there and like slash at him.
0: I think you're still going to move a little bit more than he did. Um, but it's also like when he's fighting Freddy. Freddy's like well, Freddy's like a monkey all over this guy. That's Misterio stands- Jr. He just stands there. There's, there's no upper body movement at all. They literally turn Jason into Frankenstein's monster in
1: this movie. That's all he is. Hard disagreement.
0: That's fine.
1: Way to be wrong. Again. Just like your rating of Jason Goes to Hell.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, well, I'm... I'm giving you hell, man. I, uh... I mean... (laughs) I'm not huge on... I feel like Kane Hodder got a bit of a raw deal because three out of his four movies are pretty bad.
1: True. Um, One's amazing, though.
2: One one is the highest rated of the series so far on the show. But It's
1: out of, it's out of this world, man. Uh,
2: the rest of them are probably three of the lowest rated that we've ever had. So um, you have to look at when it comes to Kane Hodder, it's more about what did he do to advance the character and kind of let Jason be his own thing. And you can tell a clip Like you can tell that all the motion capturing of the video game was Kane Hodder. Just the way that he holds himself, the way that he, the way that he, quote unquote, is Jason. You can tell when Kane Hodder plays him versus anybody else. Um, So that being said, you can tell a noticeable difference in this movie with the way that Jason carries himself, the way that Jason acts, moves, uh, walks, runs, all that stuff. Just holds himself. You can tell that it's he's totally different. Um, I don't necessarily hate it. Uh, I don't necessarily love it. It's another one of those just like kind of nondescript. He's just, he's there. Like, I don't think it's fantastic. I don't think it's terrible. It just kind of is for me. I think he does a fine job, but I mean, he, he would never be my favorite portrayal of Jason. Okay. Never be my least favorite. Never be my favorite. It just kind of is there. Just... As of right now, <clears throat> this one is my least favorite. Okay. All right. All right. So that brings us to... Oh, hold on. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Because I know you were about to do the last part, right? Yes, sir. I just want to touch on, like, all of the sequel bait. That, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, layered, yeah. Please,
2: please to go through these.
1: Layered in, like, the movie, there's, uh, you know, there's always you can go. You, you can. There's a way to go back and talk about all those people that are just in comas. Like, I feel like you've got an entire movie there just dwelling on that. Uh, the, the 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 creepy dad. Um, but the biggest one for me, the one that really stands out is, and they never mention it anywhere else in the movie, is that they are doing construction at Crystal Lake. Yep. Like, they are trying to turn Crystal Lake into, like, a residential neighborhood. Uh, it says resort. Resort, sorry. But they're trying to turn it into, like, a vacation resort then, which is a great movie in its own right possibly featuring someone who had killed a bunch of deadites and gone to the past and taken care of things, and, uh, you know, then decided to have some R&R at a nice new resort where, you know, we could have had Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which was the rumored sequel.
2: It became a comic book series.
1: It did, and do you know how much that comic book series goes for now?
2: I hope you're saying a lot, because I got, like, of course I have it,
1: so. You have both trades? Yep. You probably get about 150
2: bucks for them. Damn. Yeah, the uh, Freddy versus the uh, the one, and then the second one has like some probably some kind of dumb tagline, like sub subtitle. Um, it's got some like American Nightmare, some dumb thing like that uh, that doesn't really fit. But um, yeah, they did two of them.
1: It is it is American Nightmare because <sighs> it's uh, that. Album by Ice Nine Kills. The Freddy Krueger song on there is called "American Nightmare." Ah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's not like the the first one's pretty good. Um, the second one is much less good, but eh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, the uh, the construction at Camp Crystal Lake would make for a very very good short film if someone were to tackle that at some point. If someone, I think
1: you could have even. Uh, I think you could have flushed out in, into an entire movie.
2: If some, if 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 a group of you know fans wanted to make a fan film, and were writing a script.
0: Yeah, the, the construction of.
2: of yeah. You know, yeah, doing you know a construction at Camp Crystal Lake.
1: Possibly I, a third part to a uh, Never Hike Alone series.
2: Maybe uh, I think that a group of fans. Um,
0: there's people who like you know this type of movie.
2: Yeah, know, yeah that, that, that would that would be dedicated enough to Friday the Thirteenth to do a thirteen part podcast series might be perfect for them. <laughs> um, Fair point.
0: Fair they, point. They, they could write a uh, 20, 21 page script.
2: Yeah, twenty one sounds about right. Yeah, it would. But, it would
1: but, who, but who would be their big guy to play Jason?
2: Oh, I don't know. Uh, we would have to consult some cover art uh, and see if we had somebody that would be tall enough to play Jason I don't know I mean they not we they 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 yeah yeah not we wink wink nudge nudge anyway um, next summer Um, so we've got one thing left we didn't give our favorite kill so as you go around give your final thoughts anything that was left on the table that you didn't mention give us your review give us your final kill go around the horn
0: um, well, so, favorite kill in this one is the asshole boyfriend, uh, at the beginning. Ah, uh, the bad? Yeah, the bed. Um, because it's one of the least, uh, 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 pedestrian kills in this movie. Most of the kills are just, uh, machete slashes. That's it. Most of them. There's a few not, but most of them are. Um, but this one, he gets, he gets stabbed, not once, not twice, but repeatedly by the, uh, by the machete. I mean, Jason's just going to town on him through which, if you'll notice, he doesn't spill his beer. He hangs on to that beer.
2: Total Coran move.
0: All the way.
1: Thanks, buddy.
2: (laughs) Hey, Uh, greatness recognizes greatness.
1: (laughs) Real recognize real, but Scott looks a little unfamiliar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Huh? (laughs) <laughs> I'm confused.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Go on.
0: But then Jason, what does he do? Stabs him like you know eight, nine times, then he takes the, the machete, jams it into the floor, so he has both hands free to fold up the bed and just completely like you know, wrap him in half. So uh plus he was an asshole too, so I was I was happy when he died. That was my favorite kill. As far as my overall thoughts for the movie uh and my rating We're doing ratings now, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I give this a three and a half.
2: All right, let me write that down.
0: Uh, Uh, I expect it to be
2: higher, honestly.
0: Well, so I do like the movie, and I enjoy the movie, but I always watch the movie from a Nightmare on Elm Street perspective,
2: uh, because
0: I firmly agree with you. It feels more like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie than it does anything. I like it for what it brings to the table of furthering the Nightmare on Elm Street storyline. We see, uh, Springwood coming to terms with what Freddy is. They, they know about him. Uh, I like how they, they deal with him. Uh, all the people who have encountered him, they, they lock them up at Weston, West. yeah, yeah, Weston Hills, uh, with the hypnosil to keep them from dreaming. And they literally just erase him from, from existence. That whole mythos that they bring to it. The Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite part of this. The The fight between Freddy and Jason is fun. Um, it gets a little cartoony, like with the pinball stuff, but not as cartoony as uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare gets, which is pretty much just a, a live-action cartoon beginning to end. Um, uh, I had a couple other points. So... One thing I don't like, and I think it's a cop-out, but I do not you, you can't do it, is the fact that there is no clear winner. Because you can't risk pissing off one whole set of fans. Uh, at the end, everything has to be pretty much still status quo between the two. Um, Speaking of sequel bait, that ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's get, you can't piss off an entire fan base. You, you, you just can't.
1: No, you shouldn't. You can, but
0: you shouldn't. <laughs> okay, true. Um, which is why Freddy kicks ass in the dream world because it's his world. They bring Freddy to the, the, the real world and Jason beats ever the ever-living shit out of him. Um, yeah. it, it just balances the scales. Uh, the One thing this movie does do, um, it, it breaks Nightmare on Elm Street lore in one respect, uh, which was established in, in Part 6, again, not my favorite one, but it was established as lore that Freddy can't leave Springwood Unless he is carried by a blood relative beyond the borders. So, that could be in another layer of sequel bait. Was he related to the main character, whoever the hell she was, somehow? I don't know. But, overall, uh, that's my rating. And I enjoy the movie from a Nightmare on Elm Street perspective. From a Friday the 13th perspective, it has nothing to do with Friday the 13th, other than Jason's the one that kills everybody.
2: No. All yeah. right. Three, 3.5 from...
1: Yeah. All right. Since Scott stole my favorite kill, I'm going to go with the, um, the Catherine Isabel kill, not because there's anything really special about it, just because of how it's portrayed in the dream world with Freddie and he's like going to stab her in the, uh, locker. And all of a sudden her Um, chest just explodes and all the blood hits Freddie. And then he has that like freak out of, she was mine. She was mine. Um, and you know, Jason, good guy, Jason in that scene. (laughs) So, uh, overall, this movie is definitely skewed from my perspective because it's one of, uh, I credit this movie and Battle Royale as the two things that really got me, like, full-on into horror in, like, 2003. Because uh, i had been kind of a casual fan, didn't watch a ton, but I credit both of those as the two big ones that got me, like, full-on into horror movies. Um, so that skews me a little bit
2: with me and my
1: 4.5 rating.
2: Wow! Holy crap! All right. I- Four point five. Dang. All right. Whew. All right. I guess that leaves just me. Um,
1: it's never just you.
2: Oh, uh, I appreciate that. Um, I I side with Scott when he says this movie, at its core, is not a Friday the Thirteenth movie it's included in the box set it's a it's in licensing in all of that. It's a Friday, the 13th movie, but it is, it is Friday, the third, it's in the Friday, the 13th series in name only. Um, it, it is definitely more of a nightmare on Elm street. Um, feel vibe approach everything to it. Uh, it does check a lot of boxes for me. Um, it does have some creative kills. Uh, my favorite is not necessarily a single kill. It's more of a sequence. It's, uh, on fire, Jason, just cutting people down. Um, fair Jason on fire going through the corn, just hacking people is, So fun. Like it's it should not be as fun as it is, but it is.
0: It's fun. I agree.
2: It it, like I I I cackle at it like I really shouldn't, but (laughs) it's it's too fun not to. Uh but I just can't help but feel at its core that it is more of a nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um you can tell it's it's a Friday the thirteenth movie from the ground up because the entire first five minutes is basically telling you the story of a nightmare on Elm street. Uh, they don't really tell you that they're not as straightforward about Friday, the 13th backstory because they assume that you already know it. Uh, but they literally have to spoon feed you who Freddy Krueger is, which is was always odd to me. Um, uh, but, yeah. Especially like at that point, Nightmare on Elm Street movies were on the 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 swing up, as far as like they had made more money, they were more popular. Freddy Krueger was more of a pop culture. I don't want to say icon, but like you know, I,
1: I, I, the only the only thing I would argue at that point is there hadn't been another it was nine years since the last nightmare and only a little over a year since the last Jason movie,
2: which is true. Um, but I look at like the reason that like the last three nightmare on Elm streets, like the profits had gone up and more people were going to see them and people were kind of abandoning the Friday, the 13th franchise. Like your last, your last three were the three worst performing, and each one was just worse than the last, um, and it was kind of like Freddie was like the cool pop culture guy, and Jason was kind of like, oh yeah, those used to be cool, but like the last one, like the last ones were pretty terrible. Like the the conception of or, or the perception of friggin' like they were so out of ideas that they shot him into space. Like that's pretty that's pretty sad. <laughs> um, so he was kind of on the decline, but they start out the movie by literally spoon feeding you Freddy's origin, which never, never really um, made sense to me, but it all boils down to as a nightmare on Elm street movie, it's, it's, I would grade it a whole lot higher as a Friday, the 13th movie as part of it. Uh, I can only give it a 2.5. Uh, it's, Okay, it has some elements that I like, but like I would, I will safely tell you that if I'm like on a Friday the 13th, I will never be like. Oh, I'll pop! I'll, I'll pop in Freddy vs. Jason. I've like on that, so many times. It, it just doesn't scratch that Friday the 13th itch for me. Um, it's fun. Like, like it, it's a it's a fine movie. Like, it for for what it's trying to accomplish, it does it. Um. It's it's not necessarily a bad movie. I'm not trying to say it's a bad movie. It's just like it will never be one of my go-to Friday the 13th movies. Um it just it just won't. Uh so I cannot in good conscience give it more than a
1: 2.5. Okay. I mean honestly, the way you talked to the beginning, I thought it was going to be lower than that. <sighs> I was preparing myself for like a 1.
2: Oh no, I won't I, I like I I I would watch it over you know, Jason goes to hell. I would probably watch it over. Jason takes Manhattan. I would probably watch it over the new blood. Um, Ugh. that's about all I can say. Like if it was between those, I would probably pick Freddie versus Jason, but against like part one, part two, part three, part four, part six,
1: part six sucks, man.
2: um, I don't know that I would pick. Of course, Jason X. I would pick Jason X over Freddy versus Jason every day. Um, Fair, but I don't know what I would do about the reboot. So we'll have to figure. We'll have to revisit this next week.
0: I can dig it. Well, and uh, going to your point of they at the beginning they have the spoon feeds you you know the, the the whole Freddy backstory at the beginning. It also reminds me of. Uh, the The scene in the basement. I I didn't even I didn't understand the entire point of the the scene in the basement because all you the entire point of that or not the point but the entire that entire scene is is the characters literally just recapping act one of the movie. They're they're putting the pieces together that we as the audience already know why because we watched act one. Well, why why do I have to sit through the characters figuring it out too?
2: I didn't understand. Because then you're like, wow, they're real dumb. I can't wait for them to die.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing that drives the plot forward in that is when whats her name Beth falls asleep and she pulls Freddy's ear out, then, oh! Well, they make the discovery, you can, you can pull stuff out of the dream, so we can pull Freddy out of the dream, and Jason can kill him in real life. Because that's worked the other three times they've tried it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah. But that's the only thing that drives the plot forward, in that. and that I felt you you had ample opportunity to have done that in other areas. We didn't we didn't need to see the characters literally recap, Act One, for our benefit. Uh,
2: I will say that out of the uh, other ten potential scripts that we got or that we could have gotten, this one was the best. Not that that's saying a whole lot once you read slash the Titans, you'll understand what I mean. Um, it was not an Oscar winner, but, uh, um, it was better than some of the other trash that people came up with somehow.
0: It's in my Amazon cart. So
2: it's, it's really good. Like it's, it's worth the 15 bucks. Um, but I guess that brings us to the end of Freddie versus Jason. Um, We that, which means we only have one episode left. That is the reboot. If you enjoyed, if you have been enjoying this series, um, the highest rated, most downloaded series, most downloaded episodes on the talk nerdy to me podcast network. Uh, and you want to see us do more of these, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Uh, give us a share share it with somebody that you uh that you think would like it give us a like send us a supporting nurturing note uh enter our friday the 13th contest where you can win uh, lake water from an actual shooting location of a friday the 13th movie Uh, that's all in the uh, all 13 questions are on the quiz, or on the episode of uh, the Friends with Benefits podcast. Does it count? You can find all 13 questions there. Send them to us. Send your answers uh, along with your uh, contact phone number, because we will call you on our live Halloween episode. If you are... Yeah, there. we will. Hell yeah. Satan oh. might call you. I don't know. So is, this, is
0: this where I'm supposed to talk? Yes! God damn it! Uh, <laughs> uh, is there... I got yelled at last week because apparently I didn't talk here, and I'm supposed. To, what am I supposed to say?
1: I don't know. Some kind of, you know, farewell greeting. Talk about how much you enjoy doing this.
0: A farewell greeting. Oh my god! I'm not sure how to, how to how to how to greet.
1: You're done. You're done. Your part's over.
0: You're farewell. Done. Greet okay. them with
1: yep. them. You you tried, bud. You tried. Hello, goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: For Chris, Chris, and the guy who we might not let back on the last episode. um, (laughs) Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for – I fucking hate you, Scott. Um, Thanks for checking us out. And as always, this Everclear is kicking my ass. So thank you for being our friends with benefits.